You're listening to the My NFT Journey podcast. Each week our host Andy Storch will share his journey and newly found passion for non-fungible tokens. Welcome to My NFT Journey. I am your host Andy Storch and I'm excited that you're joining me for a, another episode where I share some of my NFT journey and maybe some others to help you on your NFT journey. And actually today I've got two guests with me on the show, Heather Parody and Rich Cardona, who are the hosts of the NFTs for Newbies podcast, which recently crossed over 100,000 downloads since they started it, I don't know, a couple months ago. What are you guys, 20? As we record this at the beginning of December, you're like, what, 23 episodes in, something like that? How? What's going on? Yeah. Do you mind if I flex for a second? Like, oh, you don't never flex. Know. You know, don't flex. You know, how, you know it won't last Let- long, but we're number three globally in education and uh, trending, and then 105 in globally reach. And then US, we're top 20 in self-improvement in education as well, Apple. So it's been super, super awesome. But yeah, man, like we're, we're thrilled to be here. And I know, and this is the reason we are, and this is encouragement to anybody. It's, there's a lot more, I think, newbies out in this space Mm -hmm. and pros. And so if you feel intimidated and you feel like, Oh man, all these people know all this stuff and I'm so dumb and I'm so Rohan. No, you're not like you are just like us trying to figure this whole world out. And it's a lot. Yeah. I was saying that to a friend yesterday. Once you get into the NFT world and you're on Twitter and you're in discord and you see all these people and you think, oh my gosh, everybody's in, in into NFTs. Everybody knows what's going on. I'm so late. And then you get back out into the real world. And <laughs> yes. yesterday I went to a local networking lunch and the host asked me to present and talk about NFTs. And I did. And I looked around the room and everybody was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I would have been like, there's an NFT right next to you. Yeah. Be careful. <laughs> I am an NFT. So yeah, it was still like so new to everybody. So I know you guys are your, your content creators, uh, both of you with podcasts already. And you know, you've kind of been in the business world doing different things like me, not techies that come at this, that have been in the space for a long time, but got in this year, I think because of Gary V. So I'm curious to hear, you know, how you got into NFTs and a little bit about what that journey has been like. So why don't we start with you, Heather? How did you get into NFTs and what has your journey been like? I remember calling Rich the day that Brian and I were deciding to buy our first NFT because I was like freaked out and I was out running and listening to Gary like I do. And Gary's like, I don't care. You know, you need to wipe out your savings account. You need to go ahead and sell some stuff. Look at your book. He did not say that. (laughs) No, he wasn't saying that. But he was like, you know, do what you need to do. Sell something, whatever. And I knew, I went home and I told Brian, my husband, I was like, Dude, Gary is not the type of person to like monetize on his audience. He never sells you anything. Like maybe some wine, maybe every now and then when he comes out. I mean, like to say like to drop a couple thousand dollars on something, like he's not going to do that. And I was like, you know, this guy is serious. And so Brian and I are incredibly frugal people, like hardcore. Mm. Um, we, We will be forever. And so but we, you know, we're like, he loves Gary. I love Gary. So I remember calling Rich and I said, Rich, do you hear about this thing called an NFT and all this stuff? And we're going to go ahead and buy a couple of them. Just one of the small ones, the basic ones. And that's what introed me into this world. Like fast forward a couple of months in or whatever, Rich and I meet and we wanted to learn more about NFTs. And so we decided to start this show together really, 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 really truly as accountability to try to figure out what we're doing, because even after buying the NFT, you still don't know what you're doing. And to be right. completely honest with you, Andy, I'm still trying to figure out exactly what I'm doing here. Like it's, yeah. 
it's overwhelming. We all are every day. Do you know how to pronounce Ethereum now? Is that how you <laughs> Ethereum's? <it> Ethereum's <laughs> money. I will never time. forget now because I have been told so many times. So, inside <laughs> <laughs> joke from the NFTs for newbies podcast. I think when I came on your show, episode nine, you were still talking about Ethereum. 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 Right. Exactly. But yeah, we we figure all this stuff out. And it's still like it's like whoa, what is going on? And when you started the NFTs for newbies podcast, like you really were newbies, which is cool, right? It's, it's one thing to like, I'm an expert and I'm going to teach the new people coming in, or as Gary talks about all the time, take people on the journey with you. And that's exactly what you have been doing. Well, and that requires to look dumb and being okay with that and yeah. realizing that it doesn't mean anything. Like, yeah, I mispronounce words. I sold one of my NFTs. I should have never have sold and publicly talked about it. We make mistakes and correct ourselves all the time, but that's the stuff that I feel like helps people and makes it not so overwhelming. It does suck because you want yeah. to be seen as the expert, but we're yeah. not. And so we're not going to be that. Yeah. Tell me, Heather, the the Gary V NFTs, that was V Friends. It launched, mm -hmm. I believe, May 12th or 14th of 2021. I got in at the same time as well. So you bought two of those, right? Two cores that were half an Bought e two cores. We sold them a few weeks later and we were so proud because we thought, man, we made so much money off these. This is stupid. Like, I think we spent maybe three, $4,000 and then flipped right. it for like 46, 47,000. We're like, we were, you know, and like I said, we're very thrifty people. So- yeah. I mean, we're just like, yes. And then like a few weeks later, like they just run up and then we, we didn't, and it's not just about that, but we realized like, oh, this isn't a quick flip thing. This is yeah. like a serious thing. I, I hated myself for a long time that after a while I was like, I'm just grateful to be in the game and yeah. I know yeah. more now. And we have some plans with some ways we're going to switch that around, but, but yeah, dude, it, it was, it sucked. It was, yeah. I thought it was well, a flex I and it was a huge mistake. I mean, I've been investing for a long time and they always say you never lose money taking a profit, right? I mean, you still made a lot of money, but you know, I think the lessons we've all learned is like, are we short-term trying to make money on something or are we investing for the long-term because we really believe in something? It's a lesson. Be in that. Yeah. Um, so Rich, you also came in through Gary Vee, but but bought into the VFriends project a little bit later, right? What is your story? Yeah, about? so like like you both, I, I was privy to the information and I, I am such not a fan of a process to do something. And I, I know for anyone who knows, like you guys know me, but like, I'm, I'm talking really simple things like lasagna. I was like, oh man, I got to heat it up for 40. I got to preheat and then I got to do 45 minutes. I'm hungry now. I'm like, so the thought of a MetaMask wallet and these things that were so foreign to me and the money involved, I'm just like, nah. Then I look at the price of Ethereum, which yeah. I knew nothing about. Right. And I still, to this day, this, you guys this know. Is this is back in April, May, when Gary was talking about, hey, you spike. need to get Ethereum and buy. Uh, and yeah, and like, for you know, for those listening that follow Ethereum, when, when VFriends launched in mid-May, Ethereum hit an all-time high of about $4,200, $4,100 per coin, I believe. Yeah. And and I, I, I think about that a lot, to be honest. I'm like, wow, for someone to have an impact, like there's a direct correlation. Like there's, there's no way around that. So mm -hmm. I remember a mutual friend of ours, uh, Adam, I, I was texting with him. He's like, Adam you know, Poster, host, host of yeah, the podcast. Yeah, he's like, buy, buy an NFT to, to get to see him three times, you know, like, and I was like, yeah, I'm like, I've interviewed him in person. Yeah, man. Like, why would I, you know, and I, I couldn't justify it, man. Like, you know, you're a small business. We're all, all three of us are small business owners. And I'm just like, ah, I don't need to mess around with that. Mm -hmm. And then the writing was on the wall later. And I was like, wow. So I happen to hear about world of women, uh, NFT, just a phenomenal, phenomenal project. 
And, and, you know, we all hear about projects and for anyone who's just even thinking about getting into something, you're going to just hear hype galore about everything. But I think, you know, when you really want something like I will be proud to have that in my wall, the same way I'd be proud to hang that on my wall. Right. That was huge for me. So I got one and it, it, took me of running to the car to get my wallet and typing in numbers and freaking out. Cause I didn't have any money in my wallet. And, you know, it was just like 200 something bucks and using transact or wire and then having to confirm in my bank. I mean, it was just, yeah, that so one, that one was cheaper. You actually minted that right at like 0.05 or something like that. No, no. I, uh, actually, yeah, I think it was. And, and then, yeah, man. And that was my first. And then I kind of got addicted. And I mean, obviously this is your show, but your people need to know, man, like you've been largely influential for a lot of us in terms of kind of how you strategically look at things, how you have a really good pulse on everything. And I mean, you're running a business and you're just like all in these discords and freaking Twitter and all this stuff. And I'm just like, how does he, how does he, (laughs) that's what I think about the two of you. (laughs) It's just great. It's just great to know you because it really helps uh, and has impacted my journey tremendously. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I remember when you, you and I, Rich, I've known each other, I think just through LinkedIn for some time. I interviewed you once for a live show I did a couple of years, I think back at the beginning of the pandemic, something like that. And I remember you reached out to me in early August. I just got back from, I took a long road trip with my family in July, August, and I just got back. I remember and you reached out and said, I'm thinking about getting into NFTs and I want to get a V friend, like walk me through how this works. And we talked and, and I was like, cool, man. Like I, I it was a weird feeling because it was like, you know, I had gotten in when Heather got in. And so it felt like, you know, you want to say like, oh, you missed it. But at the same time, if you're a long-term believer, it's like, oh, I still want to help you get in because I think it's going to be worth a lot more in the long term. Because when you bought it, it was what, six Ethereum? It was a lot. I mean, it was, it was, I forget how much, how many ETH it was, but it was, it was over 20 grand. And I mean, I'm just going to say it publicly, but oh, well, Um, and it's doing, it's doing really well, but it's long game. And I think um, that's something I've kind of learned from a lot of people here is, especially Heather and I, we try to encourage people like, if you're going to dip your toe in, like you're probably not going to ruin anything. Right. But the yeah. flip game is I think what actually decreases the value of the community overall. Yeah. And I think what we're all seeing is the part projects that we all like largely support and that surprise us by the things that they do are absolutely geared towards just figuring out very creative ways to just keep an audience engaged and happy and like to just yeah. to give. Yeah. And that's where we're at. But in yeah. fairness, that's the entry drug for a lot of people. Cause that was for, for me and you, like we didn't know any better. We thought it was just saw it purely as investment. And so mm-hmm. I don't think it's a bad place to start. It's just, I mean, even at the beginning of our show, like that's even the language that I used to the first few episodes, I'm listening back and I'm like, dude, even just over a few months, my mindset has changed so much. Cause I'm like great investment opportunities, blah, 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 yeah. you know, to Rich's point. Yeah. I mean, maybe what, what, okay what do you mean by but, that because they're they are all i mean they are for the most part investment opportunities but you're talking more about like day short-term trading versus long-term yeah, thinking yeah. like day trading versus i'm for gonna sure. hold this for years yeah i think yeah. all of us invest you know gary talks about his project being a 40-year commitment for exactly. him 45 years whatever and it's obviously had a quick run-up i think all of us invested in impact theory from tom bilyeu who mm-hmm. runs the impact theory show and he also talks a lot about long-term don't want any flippers yep. here and it's actually even for me who likes to you know pride myself on like I think long term everything moves so fast in NFT world so you still get impatient sometimes and like to his credit like he is really taking such a long term view that I don't think Tom ever looks at the floor of his project it hasn't yeah. moved very much and he's thinking about the next 10 years not like what can I do to pump up the price to help my you know the people who bought my NFTs in the last you know couple of weeks 
One thing that I appreciate that Tom does is he actually says, like he said in one of his lives, the floor price is going to go down and you're probably going to see what you bought here. Like it's going to go down and you're going to think that you lost something, whatever, expect that and wait a few years. So he was telling us going in that this is what he expected, which I really, really appreciated. Um, He, I've, I've gained a lot of respect for him over this, just watching him execute. Yeah, absolutely. I have as well. And I've been investing in stocks for over a decade. And as many times I've bought stocks and they went down as like, oh crap, they make a mistake, but then they go up long-term, same kind of thing. So you two have really been diving in, like investigating what's going on with NFTs. You started out doing solo episodes, talking about what each of you are learning. You started bringing guests on your show. What are a couple like really surprising things that you learned coming into NFT world that, I mean, I know all of it was pretty new, but Heather, I'll start with you. And it's way more than the digital art world that I think we're getting stuck. I think our mindset is so stuck there and it's still there. The more we're kind of inching our way into deeper waters, understanding that this is just an entry drug into a whole world that's about to change for us and to understanding the NFTs are not just that, like the way that we consume things, the way that we purchase, the way that we sell, the way that we interact, everything I believe will be touched or influenced by this NFT world. I agree. Rich, what do you think? For me, two two main things. One is the amount of messages we get about, you know, you helped us buy our first NFT is really cool, but we've been seeing way more of how do I create? Mm, how do I, here. How, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, we are seeing very, very much, um, in my opinion, an influx of people who are looking to leverage this thing that a lot of people don't know about and just yeah. get ahead of the curve. That's, that's number one. The second thing is, and we were just talking about it earlier today, Heather and a friend of ours we're talking about Quentin Tarantino and there's this clip of him and Tom Billy and Tom Billy and Quentin Tarantino's like, so what is this again? And he goes, yeah. he talks about, you know, okay. If someone had this Pulp Fiction poster, but it was the original, you know, it was an NFT and it was tokenized and it's, you know, there on the blockchain, you know, you know that that's the original person and they could have dinner with you every year or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was completely hypothetical. Yeah. But what I've noticed is that this has put some strange pressure on people, um, celebrities, influencers, businesses to be yeah. like, okay, th- this is clearly not about art. This is about, obviously the word utility comes up all the time, but what sure. can I give people? But yeah. look, Andy, think about this. Like if, if, if Michael Jordan came out if someone had a one of one Michael Jordan poster from, you know, foul line, uh, slam dunk, mm-hmm. slam dunk contest, like, cool. It's an autographed Michael Jordan poster, but back then he's not trying to add utility to that. It is what it is. Right. If he came out with that now, people would expect like, okay, when are the drops coming? Am I going to get to sit next to you at one of the Charlotte Hornets game? Like it's yeah. all, it's about how much can I give and how creative can I get with it as a business to keep people coming back for more and more. And obviously as these things sell and change hands in perpetuity, there's royalties involved, which is huge for the business owner. So yeah. it's crazy, but that's, that's what I think I'm seeing the most of. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. And I was going to, the next thing I was going to ask you to both is like, when you think about NFTs from a macro view and all the conversations you've been having, like, where do you see all this going? What are you most excited about for this big, We'll call it evolution, revolution, change that is, I think, is going to change everything in our economy, in our world. I think we are going to be using, you know, Bitcoin for everything in 10 years, that everything's going to be tokenized and on the blockchain. Um, You know, I don't know how long that's going to take for it to come, but it's going to change a lot of how we all do business, which is why I think like, okay, we need to, whether you're going to invest or not, you need to pay attention. 
So what are you, what do you think about, what do you get excited about for the future of all of this? Let oh, I'll go, go uh, real quick. Go. Oh, like, okay. adopts. Go. oh, sorry, Heather. I don't know. No, go take it. Uh, it's first. Adoption adoption is crazy. You know, I think Bitcoin was the fastest adopted technology ever, but Ethereum has now just blown it out of the water because of its everyday use and utility, but not utility, but because of how much it changes hands on a regular basis and because it's not finite, right? So yeah. I think the adoption, uh, the more people get behind Ethereum, the more people get behind Solana, the more people get behind NFTs, we're going to see what you're talking about increase at just a light speed. And if we, people like us are in a position to kind of help educate people, make it less scary, then great. This is literally, this is literally like digital banking. You know, when people are like, like, you know, anyone like my parents or whoever's parents, like what you want me to do? What? I'm a paper person. Like, okay. Like I'm telling you, I just sat my parents' house today and there's like receipts and like paid and, you know, paid on this date. I'm like, dude, just go, just, just go to your bank account online. Yeah. We can help those people. And I think that's the biggest thing, but it's, it's going to happen. Like the adoption is going to happen just like cell phones, just like internet, just like whatever. Yeah. And, and that's what I'm excited about. It's funny you bring that up because it's reminding me, I, I remember having this argument, not argument, debate with my dad a, a few times about cash versus digital. And he was always like, I'm a cash guy. Like, I don't care. I like putting cash down. And I'm like, ah, you can do everything with credit cards. You don't need cash. And He's almost been forced to change because of the way our society is going. My dad has season tickets to the Orlando Magic down in Orlando. He goes to all the games. And the Magic Arena is now a cashless arena. He has to use either credit cards or Magic Bucks. He gets like credits, you know, for their own currency that he has to use. And I'm like, Dad, this is where it's all going. And next, your tickets are going to be NFTs. And I'm telling, and I just heard Mark Cuban committed that the Dallas Mavericks, all their tickets are going to be NFTs, I think next year or something like that, which is going to allow them with smart contracts to get royalties off of secondary sales, which is just like, I'm like, ah, this is where all this is going. It's crazy. So Heather, what do you think about for the future? What gets you excited? To to your point, I think what gets me quote excited is very intentional and a choice because it could also scare me. And I think it's a scaring a lot of people to your point about your dad. He was almost quote forced into this, Yeah. whether we like it or not, this is the way that the world is moving. And I know there's a lot of resistance around this. And understandably, if you, you know, mental health has been a huge topic lately, you know, really thinking about what does it mean to be a human online and trying to humanize this experience, not only for us, but also our, our children and our grandkids coming up. It's, it's understandable that this could be like a big concern. Like, what do you mean? We're eliminating some of the human connection, tangible things. Mm-hmm. And we're moving into a very digital metaverse world. But with that, with that fear, I think is an opportunity and a choice for us as leaders and creators to think, how can we advocate for the things that really matter in this space and make this a more beautiful world? So that Rich's point earlier, you know, focusing on what can I give? How can I build community? How can I add a level of experience to things. We're not just doing tangibles, but we're, we're thinking about just the experience of it all. I mean, there are these small little micro things that in passing seem like not a big deal, but I think it's really important for us to enter into this space, understanding it's not going anywhere mm-hmm. and saying we have an opportunity here to fight for a better online experience and yeah. a better world for our kids. There's a lot of unknowns, Andy, and honestly, like it, it's going to take a lot of intention, I think on our part, we need people, we need good people in this space. Yeah. Something I tell people, and I told people at this networking event yesterday, I said, you probably heard about the metaverse, whether you want to go there or not, we're going there. We're and going. Like, yeah. What is he talking about? I'm like, you don't have to live there, but we are going there. It, it's coming and you can't stop it. So you might as well learn about it. All right. I want to get, ask you a couple more questions. We'll wrap it up, get a little more you know, tactical now. 
Heather, I'll start with you. Other than selling, if it's your tactical. Business, let's start with rich. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I just meant a little bit more. We're 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 talking macroeconomically. Okay. Like we'll get a little more micro. Other than selling the V friends, what's a mistake that you made along this journey? Oh, uh, so many. Let me pick one. Um, <laughs> one I I remember the Dapper Dinos thing. Yeah, which was I a remember new, which was a project that was launched kind of with the blessing of V friends uh, right. through their PL. I forget what it's called. They're kind of like companion. Their launch project. program, yeah, yeah for, right. for NFT artists or whatever. Well, I remember at one point, and this was our mistake, and don't ever do this, is you know, I we're about to leave for a trip. We're busy. I'm trying to get some work done. Bron's coming back with the with the bags and stuff. And we're on Twitter, like, oh, by the way, real quick, Andy, you're not Andy. Uh uh, Gary said to buy into this project or whatever. So we're making this really fast decision mm. um without really paying attention to what we're doing. So he goes into his office and does everything he needs to do and we leave and while we're in the car traveling or whatever i'm looking in our wallet or whatever and we see this was later a few hours later we see that the ethereum had been taken out um but the 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 nft wasn't there yeah like, what the hell so we did a little bit of research realized that you know we didn't have a verified account and so we went and purchased a dino off the wrong account oh. there wasn't no blue check mark there oh. i mean it wasn't a lot of money or whatever yeah. and i'm yeah. grateful because bucks. yeah i'm grateful we had that experience so we didn't we know now to yeah. really pay attention to where you're buying from and don't yeah. do things too fast like calm yeah. down <laughs> yeah yeah we, so. we've all done stuff like that i told the story on this podcast and when i minted a fake project called queenship and lost about seven eight hundred dollars on that so yeah. lesson learned do your homework make sure do a yeah. couple of extra clicks to see where you're where you're going rich what about you we've we've talked about it uh it's yeah. just kind of you know when you know people like let's just say there's a, a a minting or people are scooping up a certain nft project and you're just like man like i want to be i want to be there too because i know that yeah. probably has like really good long-term gains associated with it and then yeah. you look at your wallet and then you look at your business and then you look at your personal stuff and then you look at your wife and you're not trying to tell her that you want to buy some more nfts and crazy stuff and yeah it's it's literally um i don't want to say the fear of missing out um necessarily but it's the, the overwhelming excitement that could that's happen one of the hardest you, things it's one it, of the hardest sure. things if you it's it's truly I mean, you could feel all these crazy emotions and yeah. it's, it's insane. I, it reminds me of when, you know, I might be getting a new Nintendo game for Christmas when I was a kid and I had looked at it and I saw yeah. it on the wall and the cover in yeah. the plastic. And I'm like, dude, that might be under my tree. And I was like, what if I could just have it now? Uh, it's kind of like that. And I think yeah. the, what I've learned is to just, to just push, right? Like more NFTs are going to come. We might create NFTs, right? We have, yeah. we're like, we're creating content. Like my job right. here right. is to create content and yeah. our job is to educate people. Okay. Yeah. And just like help them avoid some of these mistakes. And part of that is just trying to be responsible. And I think I told a couple of these stories on the podcast where I was like, I almost yeah. did this. And then I didn't because I'm like, how am I going to justify spending 15 grand out of nowhere that I don't right. necessarily yep. have to yep. play with. Yeah. Right. So yeah. That's what I've Did learned. Uh, you know, that's that's a big one. Yeah, I think that's one of the hardest things, especially when you make you build a network, you build friends that are in the space, and they're like every day someone's sending you something like, "Look at this project, I'm getting in," and you're and it's going, yeah. and you're like, ah, and then you have to make that decision, like, do I jump in? And I just know now that no matter what I do, if I jump in, it's going to go down, and if I don't, it's going to go <laughs> like, it's like it feels like never, <laughs> yeah. it almost never works out. You're like, ah, I figured out the best solution is if you don't, if you're not really into it. To not only pass, but don't ever look at it again because yeah. it's just going to yes. bother you. Rich, that reminds me of a question I wanted to ask you. Heather, I know that Brian's been in on this with you from day one. Rich, what about your wife? What did those conversations look like? Well, I literally was just 
that flex I did at the beginning of the show. I was just like, hey, Ann, I'm like globally this and, and US this. She's like, oh, I'm like, damn. <laughs> like she, 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 I think it's funny. She believes as far as what we're trying to do, yeah. she believes that's supposed to be happening, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. As far as the NFT thing though, she's still just kind of like, no, I'll just keep my distance. Like yeah. it's, it's, she's uh she works for a nonprofit. She's focused mm. on serving, you know, a veteran nonprofit at that. Yeah. So she's focused on serving veterans. Yeah. It's, it's, Sure, it's important for her to know what's going on, but am I am I kind of you know making my requests when I need to with her for certain things or moves? Yes, yeah. but is she into it? No, I mean she's at a very yeah. comfortable distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like and we, we all have important things to do, and she's actually staying focused on those while the rest of us are obsessed <laughs> and spending all our time on Discord. Right? She, yeah, she has no Discord to worry about, no Twitter, no anything. Like she's okay with my sixty second updates every day. But yeah, she's been super supportive generally. But I think. Yeah. Uh, the biggest thing that she's supportive of is not what we potentially been gaining uh, theoretically, but more that we're on the service side because we're just big on service. We're both veterans. So it, it's, yeah, cool. it's cool. That, that part's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's good. My, my wife has been in it with me from the beginning and totally gets it, but I think she rolls her eyes at me a lot that I spend so much time on it and like is like, stop spending so much time. Okay, and I got to get her on the show soon so we can talk about this stuff. Yeah, um, I hear Last that. question as these opportunities are coming your way and you're, you're talking to people, you're trying to understand this and explain things to everybody. You're also probably just like me hearing about lots of different projects. Probably half of them are from me because we text every day, but you're hearing about different stuff. How do you go through the process? What's the process in your mind to like, do I want to jump in and invest in something like this? Or am I going to pass? Why don't we start with Heather on this one? Creator number one. So new Tom Billy was coming out with stuff wanted to be a bar Tom Billy's thing. Also, my my husband is so opposite of me in a sense of he loves Discord. He's in Discord all the time. He's probably mm. in Discord right now. I'm not even playing with you. <laughs> he's in Discord constantly and it's just he's more of like the NFT kind of underground, like reading stuff now. He's the one that kind of um, knows what's going on is coming to you. Like hundred percent. Like and cool. and I that we've disagreed on things before and we had like because we do things together. Like any purchases we sit down and we talk about, um, there's been a couple of times he's like, I really want this. And, you know, it depends on floor price and all that and vice mm -hmm. versa. But for the most part, I trust his research. And for me, I mean, it, it's about the creator. Um, there's been yeah. a couple of things he's bought that I'm like, okay, whatever. But um, yeah, that's it. So yeah, just summarize <laughs> like creator. It's like Gary V, Tom Bill, you've been following these people for a while, believe in them, trust them. If they say 100%. this is going to be good, then I'm going to invest in it. And yeah. Matrix, just because I like the movie Matrix. <laughs> so sat go. in that line for two days, but anyway. Hi, Rich, what about you? <laughs> I think I, I really don't do a ton of, of research. I actually believe I'm actually, I'm like affected aesthetically. Like I look at it, like the Skull Troopers when they came out, yeah. I'm like, whoa. Like, you know, I'm really glad to be in on that, the boss beauties yeah. and things like that. But I try not to look around as much as I try to educate. So, um, you know, I think I look look at what it looks like first, which is kind of ridiculous considering, you know, V friends. But then obviously, yes, like who's behind the project. And now that, you know, we've talked to so many more people, I think we have a way better kind of radar or temperature check on like what's good, who's real, who's trying to serve, who's community based and who's not. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't, I would say I don't buy enough at this point that I have a system, but uh, I hate to say this, especially to your audience, but a lot of it is gut feel Which and not financially. At the end of the driven. day, that's what, you know it has what I mean. To be. It's, it's a gut feel thing. Like, I feel like this is going to work out. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's what yeah. someone asked me yesterday. I'm like, you know, I could talk to you about the creator and the community and the roadmap and all this stuff. And then the day it's like, it's a gut 100%. feel. It's a guess. Totally. It's like, I think this is going to go up. I think it's not. Or my friend said, and I believe in him and you don't really know. And yeah. we'll see where all this goes. Well, there we have it. We'll wrap this up. And I want to reiterate too, to people listening that, you know, we're, we're all regular people. We're all parents. We all have a couple of kids each. Yeah. Like we have, we're entrepreneurs. We have businesses. We have families. Oh. Like we have a lot going on. It's not like, oh, we're 21 year old tech nerds that spend all our time on this, but we definitely see huge opportunity here and, and enough. And there's a reason for us to spend a little bit of time on this and not only investing for ourselves, but educating others. So for those listening who are ready to jump on board your podcast, so they haven't listened to it yet and get some real education, uh, <laughs> where, where should they go to, to follow you guys and listen to your show? You got it, Heather. NFTs for newbies. Um, I would say it's a mix of education and a lot of entertainment because <laughs> there's <laughs> a lot of bumpy roads, but uh, yeah, I appreciate it, Andy. And uh, Rich said it earlier, but you were our very first guest and it was like a yeah. narrator. Um, I had awesome. never met you before, but what Rich That's had right. told me about you and then since then getting to know you, dude, you have just been like, you're going to be friends with me for the rest of your life. I just yeah, man. putting that oh. out there. You're stuck with me. So, well, thank you. I appreciate that. I hope you get a chance to all meet in person one day. It'll so happen. We, can we will make this NFT a real, conference. real deal friendship. All right. So check out the NFTs for newbies podcast. You can also follow NFTs for newbies on Instagram and Twitter and follow Heather and Rich on Instagram and Twitter. They're posting all kinds of great content related to NFTs and everything else. Heather and Rich, thanks so much for coming on thank here. You. I so appreciate it. And we, you, I will man. see you in the metaverse. Thank you.